Welcome to the Stars Behind the Stars, which is the astrology behind celebrities. I'm your host, Penny Walters. I'm an astrologer and I'm going to use celebrity stories to demonstrate the real world manifestation of the astrology energy. Whether you're interested in astrology or celebrity stories, this podcast is for you. When you walk in a room, does anybody notice? And when you walk out, does anything change? When was the last time you felt you were in the presence of someone great? Trish is a vivacious yet authentic speaker that has the force of a Mack truck, yet her stylish presence allows you to think on a new level. She could drop celebrity names such as Miss Universes, Trini and Susanna, famous iconic Australians whom she is guided to find their own presence, and she probably will, but you will definitely want what she is having. And she is the woman who can get you there. Fashion stylist and keynote speaker, welcome Trish Murray. Thank you, Penny. Thank you very much. I'm very excited to be here. Good to have you here. Now, we're going to be exploring three particular questions that you've given me from an astrological perspective to see what we can find for you. I'm just going to go through those three questions before we then actually get into each individual question. The first question is, should you change career and focus on a new direction, in particular politics, or should you amp up in the world you're already in, as in being a stylist, a host and keynote speaker, or should you try a combination of them? The second question is, How will you best create this future to align with your life's purpose? And what is that purpose? It's always a good question. People always want to know about their purpose. And the third question being that you have multiple income streams. And while it's been good financially to have income diversity, especially during the pandemic, it's meant that you don't master or focus on any one key area. So you want to know, are you better focusing on one area to master or continue with the diversity approach for the future? We've got three questions that basically cover off career life purpose and money and direction is kind of a combination of that third question there. So our listeners, I would love for them to provide feedback around the questions, the answers, any discussions that we have around those questions today via social media using the hashtag Star Trish. First question, so should you change career and focus on a new direction and in particular politics or should you amp up in the world that you're already in being a stylist, a host and a keynote speaker or try a combination of them? This career question is very, very interesting considering what I can see in your birth chart. It's the questions that people ask are such an insight to who they are and what's going on for them at at any given time. You've got some really major stuff coming up happening right now, Trish. Oh, this is crazy. You even just reading out those three questions for me made me feel incredibly vulnerable because I'm asking these questions and now it's out in the public forum. And it's intriguing. It's also slightly terrifying, which is an unusual place for me to be. So I'm in your capable. (laughs) You are, you are. And I do have capable hands and I'm very sensitive around these things. And I should actually add as well, I also work as what's called an instructional designer or a learning experience designer. What I do is I actually break down subject matter expertise or unusual concepts, any kind of expert knowledge into easy to understand concepts. So I'm going to take you through your questions and provide answers. And I'm going to break it down as simply as possible for you. I am going to talk astrology. There will be some things we'd be like, "Mm," but I'm going to try and break it down for you as much as possible so you can follow because I am very much so coming from that educational perspective. Okay, wonderful. It just happens to be spiritual education in this instance. But it is very vulnerable putting those questions out into the world, which is why I'm so grateful that you're happy to be here as a guest. Yeah, very, very happy. It is a very interesting question in that you're looking at changing from being a stylist, a host and a keynote speaker. To moving into politics, that's a major change. But you know what? You do have a major change coming up career-wise and it's happening right now. I'm ultimately not surprised by your question, although I think the question is unusual in that you're moving from something that's about 
being a stylist, hosting and keynote speaker to politics, because that to me is very, very different. But it does cross over that I can see astrologically and I can see your focus is changing at the moment. Mm, So it's all good and well to have all this experience in those areas to date. Your focus is changing. Mm. That's the issue here. If you want to call it an issue, I'm calling it an issue. But the issue is is that your focus is changing. You've reached a point in your life that maybe these things are not fulfilling you anymore, that you want Mm -hmm. something a bit different. And you as an Aquarius, you are all about being a bit different because Aquarius is actually <laughs> about being different. They're about being innovative, yeah. thinking outside of the square. They're very forward-thinking people. You've worked stuff out well in advance and other people are catching up. Yeah. Yeah. I do feel that without, without having tried to not have too much ego around that, but I, part of that is my impatience because I sort of think, haven't we all worked that one out yet? Like we, we need to move on. And people are sort of like, whoa, what? That's, yeah, in some instances, I feel that happens to me. Yes, absolutely. And it's interesting you said it's your impatience. So I should say, so aside from you being an Aquarius, and that means that you're born with the sun in Aquarius. So you say your star sign is Aquarius, but it just means that you were born when the sun was in Aquarius, but you were born when the moon was in Aries. So that's your impatience coming through. And you're born with your Venus in Aquarius and your Mercury in, in Capricorn and things like that. But the impatience does come through in your birth chart, through your moon being in Aries, it's actually, dare I say, a tantrum throwing placement, the moon in Aries. Oh, is it? Well, that must be happening internally. Okay. Because I'm not not an explosive person in a negative way. Yeah, good. Yeah. And trust me, given the questions, I'd tell you, I'd tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, rarely, rarely is it explosive externally. Yes, but I think you're possibly repressing it because you've got the energy of Saturn sitting right next to it and Saturn is about repressing. So it's repressing that desire maybe to throw a tantrum, but you hold yourself back. So that does come through in your birth chart. So yeah, it is quite possibly going on internally. Anyway, but your focus is definitely changing in a really big way. There's quite a few indicators of this significant change going on in your life. Mm -hmm. I would not be surprised if you go down the path of politics. You've got the planet Mercury, which is about your work, what you do for a living in the sign of Capricorn, which is about your career. Mercury is also about being of service. So for you, you have a service Mm. career. You are of service. And you do that at the moment through being a stylist, a host and a keynote speaker. Like that's how you are of service. And Mm. then if you go on to become a politician, that's also about being of service. So Mm. it's the same energy, but playing out in a different way. Yes. Now you've also got at the moment... So we're born with this birth chart and the birth chart stays the same your entire life. It's basically, it's a snapshot of the heavens at the moment of your birth. It's like you've come out of your mother's womb with a camera and just pointed up at the heavens and you took a photo on the day of your birth from the location you were born, which is Singapore for you, at the exact moment you were born. That's why we need to know your time of birth to the minute because at what time do we take that snapshot of the heavens? Got it. On that day from that angle. Yeah. Your birth chart always stays the same, but there are predictive techniques one of which we call transits because it's literally the planets in the sky at the moment transiting around. And they then interact with your birth chart that never changes. So the planets in the sky transit around and they trigger the placements in your birth chart. Yep, I get that. At the moment, you have the planet of Pluto and we still use Pluto. We still consider Pluto to be a planet as opposed to a dwarf planet. It's still doing its thing. Pluto doesn't care what we think of it. Pluto is coming along. It's already there. Pluto in the sky right now is triggering your Mercury and your Mercury is about having a service career. Pluto is about creating transformations. 
Pluto is about death and rebirth. It is the ending of one thing and it's the well, beginning of a new thing. That tiny little planet is about something so significant. Who knew? <laughs> and, we're, and we're trying to write it off. I mean, that's amazing. So that's what's going on for you at the moment. It's been there. It's actually, it first touched on your Mercury in March last year. So March to June last year. Do you remember what happened for you at that time? Is that when you started to think about moving in politics? March to June, I think that was around, what's that? It's such a blur the last couple of years, isn't it? So I often get the years mixed up, but I had moved my mother into a care center, which formerly used to be called a nursing home. That has taken up a huge amount of my energy in particular around the service of others, which is why I was going, yes, I'm definitely, I take on that role. The interest into politics didn't necessarily come up at that time. Definitely the interest around other people and what's going on in the world. Yes. Okay, interesting. Because to me, that looks like that's when the seed started to be planted. That would fit. Yeah. It's going to play out for a while. So Pluto doesn't just come along and do a little nice little high five to your Mercury and move on. It hangs around for a while. It was hanging around in March to June last year, 2021. It returned in December, 2021, and it stays hanging around your Mercury, creating that transformation around your service career. Up until January of 2023, we're looking at 13 months straight and you are experiencing that right now. And then it gives you one last hit between August to November of 2023. I would say at the end of that, you will have transformed your service career. Wow. And is that something that, Penny, that you would say, you know, jump on this train and utilize it now? Or is it something that you sort of say, well, it's going to happen, so it doesn't make any difference what you do around it. Your headspace is going to be doing this. So this is the thing. This is where free will comes into play. How this energy manifests in theory is up to you. You can sit there and let Pluto mess with your Mercury if you really want to, but Pluto will rip the guts out of Mercury if you do. My suggestion is to work with the energy. Okay. Work with that transformation. Create the transformation that you want in your life as opposed to a transformation occurring that you just need to deal with. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Okay. Yep. So try to have some sort of, control's the wrong word, but sort of try to steer it. Try to steer it. And control probably is the right word because Pluto does rule control, by the way. There is that control element that's coming to your Mercury in Capricorn, which is your service career. So having some control as much as you can around yep. your service career. Now, you don't just have that going on as well. So you've got another really strong, interesting placement going on. The Pluto and this thing that I'm about to talk about now are both really, really major placements. They are life-changing placements. It's always good to work with the energy. Brace yourselves. <laughs> I don't mean to scare you, but it is good to sort of have an understanding of what's going on so you can work with the energy. That's the thing. So you're not yeah, right. sort of caught off yeah. guard. You're working exactly. with it. The other placement I want to talk to you about is and this is another predictive technique that astrologers use, and it's a bit of a weird one. I mean, it's saying that astrology in general is all a bit weird anyway, so why not have a weird predictive technique? Exactly. This predictive technique is called progressions. Progressions are, for example, wherever the planets were on the 10th day of your life, they are symbolic of the 10th year of your life. And it's very weird, but it works. No way. So the 10th day, when I was 10 days old... That will affect what happened to me at my 10th year. 
Yeah, it's symbolic. Wherever the planets were on that day, the 10th day of your life, it is symbolic of what was going on in the 10th year of your life. So for the age that you're at now, can, can I say your age? Am I allowed to? Yeah, of course. So you're 51? No. Is that I'll right? Take you've, it. Just, you've just... <laughs> That's 52. 52. 52. I'm just yeah. forgetting what year we're I'm in. always the same as the year. So the 52nd day of your life, wherever the planets were in the sky that day... They are symbolic of what's going on in your life right now. What was going on at that time is if we look at your birth chart, it's made up of 12 different pieces of the pie. It's kind of like it's an apple pie that's been sliced into 12 pieces. Each of those 12 pieces are what we call houses. It just happens to be an astrology term that we use in everyday life, but it's meant differently in astrology. You were born with your son in Aquarius at 22 degrees in the ninth house. The ninth house gives additional information around your son in Aquarius. So you're born with the sun in Aquarius at 22 degrees. There's 30 degrees per sign. The sun progresses about a degree a year. So when you're about eight years old, so 22 degrees up until 30, when you're about eight years old, your progressed son moved into Pisces. And I would say that you had a major life experience, a life change around that time. It moved into Pisces when you were eight, and then it changed house from the ninth house into the 10th house when you were about 19, if anything comes to mind about that at all. And it's okay if it doesn't. Uh, I went overseas for the first time with a friend, actually. It was sort of one of the highlights of certainly that part of my life. Yeah. Okay. The 10th house is also about career. Did you start working professionally? You would have been 19. Yeah. I was actually doing quite a bit of modeling at that time. Yeah. Life was good. Life was really good. Okay, good. Very good. (laughs) You've had your son progressing through the 10th house, which is all about career and public profile for the past 30 to 32-ish years. So it's a long time. When a progressed planet changes sign or house, it's a big deal because it doesn't happen very often. That's why I'm sort of trying Mm -hmm. to build the story here around the progressed sun or whatever planet or luminary in this instance, changing sign or changing house, because you've just had your progressed sun move from the 10th house into the 11th house where it will stay for the next 30 years. So that's when I talked earlier about your focus is shifting So it's your focus being your sun. The sun's kind of like where you're shining a torch, it's where you're shining a light. Your focus is shifting from 10th house matters, being career, public profile, being a stylist to the stars sort of thing. It's shifting across to 11th house matters, which is about communities, which would would back up your thoughts around the politics. Okay. That's really interesting. Did that change over last year at roughly that time? the March to June time that you said, roughly? Well, it actually changed at Christmas time, so December 2021. That's when it made the change. Wow, but okay. a progression-changing sign or house, yes. it's a long-term placement. It's one of those things like the Pluto. It doesn't do the high five and off it goes. Okay. It takes place over a year or two. Well, that would explain because it was about December last year that I started actually putting a name to it and I called it politics. Okay. okay. Interesting. <laughs> well, there you go. Wow. Okay. To me, it looks like it's about communities. Yeah. But also the 11th house is the natural house of Aquarius. So you are an Aquarius and your son has now progressed to be in the natural house in the birth chart of Aquarius. So I think you will come more into yourself moving forward. I was hoping you were going to say that, that if you're coming back into your own house of your own star sign, that sounds like a really positive thing. You're heading home. You're heading home. Yeah, you've entered the house of Aquarius. Oh, great! For the next thirty years, who can complain about that? 
as you go through this career transformation around how you are of service, mm. it's all happening at the same time. Will you focus on a new direction in particular politics? I think there's a lot of astrological support for that if you choose to go down that path. Okay. But definitely community. Definitely community and humanitarian. The Aquarius in 11th house energy is both about being a humanitarian. Does that fit for you? Absolutely. Always has. Yeah. Yeah. Very much, particularly if someone was being, say, bullied in a schoolyard, I would step in and say, I'll deal with this. You go over there. I'm going to take this on. And I've done that my entire life. It's crazy, isn't it? I needed you as a kid, I have to say. Oh, a shame. See, that upsets me because I go, yes, I would have done that for you. <laughs> and that's sort of like one of my roles that you don't realize as a stylist or a keynote speaker, when I'm in the presence of somebody who has incredible profile and part of their public persona is that they're very, very confident and they capture a room, it's those quiet moments that I'm with them that I can't believe that they're not that that they're really, in fact, very self-conscious. Part of my role is to build them up, to go, what are you talking about? Like you are the expert in this field. You're going to go out there and I'm their, I'm their cheer squad. I'm their raving fan and also dressing them at the same time and making them feel fantastic. So it's kind of like making them feel fantastic from the outside in as opposed to from the inside. It's all wrapped up together. That's always really surprised me because I, I too am going, I don't even know why you need me. Like you're amazing. And then the door shuts and they go, oh my God, what am I doing? I can't even let them go, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> so that's been uh, interesting. And so that's all part of supporting somebody who doesn't necessarily look like they need supporting. I don't know. That's just... And seeing value in them as well. Absolutely. And then doing the same thing for it doesn't have to be even a person. It could be a defenseless animal. I've done crazy stuff where I've been driving in a car and seen an animal being really badly mistreated, where I've screeched the car and stopped all the traffic and gone over and dealt with it like I'm a policewoman, but I'm not. Good. But you'd think I was, honestly. But I love that. Well, <laughs> oh, I'm a great defender of animals as well. Yeah, yeah. So it could be people, animals, anyone who I can, anything that I consider to be vulnerable. Yeah. And it feels good. I feel very much in my space about that. I don't think, oh, everyone's going to look at me and I'm going to stop all the traffic and it's going to be humiliating. I just deal with it. I just do what I have to do. It's like it's ingrained. And you know what? I think that taps into your Aquarius energy because you just walk to the beat of your own drum. I don't think you really care what anyone else thinks as such. It's just like this is what is right for you and you just get yeah. on with it. Aquarians are individuals. Yeah. I'd argue that we're all individual, but yes. I, I'm, maybe I just know, maybe I just know it and everyone else is hoping, hoping so. <laughs> like, I already know you are. <laughs> well, I definitely know everyone's individual because I have the birth charts and every single yeah, birth chart exactly. is individual. Yeah. yeah, incredible. So you have some major stuff coming up, significant transformation around career, death and rebirth around that particular area of your life and your focus has shifted. Like it's shifting at the moment, but you've entered that new territory and you won't necessarily go back. Cool. Can I share a little story when, sure. when you've said about the death and rebirth? And I'm going to have to drop a name here because otherwise it doesn't have any weight to this story. But I was very fortunate to meet Deepak Chopra many years ago. And I was sitting in a room with him and I was in the process of telling my dream the night before, which was this horrendous dream. I, I hardly remember any of my dreams, but 
This was such a horrendous dream, sort of about my own death, being skinned alive, horrible story. And then when he walked in and was sitting down, it came up that I'd been telling this terrible dream story and he said, you must share. And I said, no, 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 it's just a horrible dream. And he said, no, you simply must share. And when Deepak tells you to share with his incredible presence, you know, you share this horrible story. And he said to me, that's a wonderful dream because it's about death. And I was like, I think that's a terrible thing to dream about. He goes, no, no, because death is about rebirth. And then he explained to me, it's about a shift and to dream about death is not the end of your life. It's about the shifting in your life. So when you said to me, I'm going through this death and rebirth, I straight away thought of that moment went, I remember that moment and going, wow. And he turned my whole view of this horrible, scary dream into something really wonderful. <laughs> Good. So that's like, excellent. Oh, wow. <laughs> and do think of that energy as like that energy is what is visiting your Mercury and Capricorn at the moment, which is your service career. That is the yeah. energy coming to your service career at the moment. Okay. So okay. there is that cool. death of one type of service career where there's a transformation around it. I do think that you'll come out the other side with your service career looking very different to how it looks today. Okay. Okay. It's very exciting. Interesting. Thank you. Thanks, Pat. There's some really nice opportunities going on for you at the moment professionally. When we look at the 10th house of the chart, that does talk about your career, your public profile, your profession. And you've got the planet Jupiter at the moment. So Jupiter transiting around in the sky at the moment. It's moving through that part of your chart. It's creating abundance in that area. It's creating good fortune in that area. And it's just entered. So it's going to be there for the next 12 months. It's also about expansion. So it's a great time to expand your career in some way. Broaden your horizons. Jupiter is bringing that energy to your career over the next 12 months. And when you say broaden your horizons, is it discussing sort of expanding what I'm already doing or to go with that whole transformation piece or is it a bit of both? It's a bit of everything. You use the word abundance, which is a beautiful word. Jupiter does bring that abundance. It can also bring excess. It can actually be too much. You could have more than one career going on at the moment and maybe by the end of that 12-month period, you'll go, okay, I can't do both. And that says this Pluto is messing around with your Mercury. So I've said, you know, there's that extended period up until about November 2023. You'll come out the other side with a transformation around your service career. Over the next 12 months, you may try to juggle both careers and then it'll be crunch time sort of thing. Okay. You know, I certainly don't want you abandoning a career that you've built up at the moment, but I do see there is transformation going on for you and your focus has shifted and it will continue yeah. to shift. What's been important to you in the past won't necessarily be as important to you anymore. There's other things that will be more important to you. Enjoy the abundance around career, but you may also be taking on too much over the next 12 months. I think over that period of 12 months, you'll make a decision around, okay, this has been fantastic, but I can't do both. Yeah. But I think you actually will make a decision quite soon. So it may be a matter of over the next 12 months, you're getting things set up around that new career around politics, if that's the path you wish to go down and it looks very promising from my perspective. And I say that because again, we've got Saturn this time that's transiting around the sky at the moment. It's going to come and sit right on top of your sun in Aquarius at 22 degrees. Saturn's currently at 18 degrees. It's going to move along and sit on top of your Saturn natally in April of this year. So we're only looking at two months away. That's going to be a time when you get serious about something. Okay. My pauses, my thinking space going, mm. All right. Yeah. 
<laughs> I think it will weigh heavily on you. Just sit with it. Just go through the, the motions of working out what you want to do. But the thing with Saturn is that Saturn manifests. Whatever you put into a situation, Saturn will manifest. Jupiter will give you above and beyond what you want and what you deserve, whereas Saturn will only give you what you put in. Saturn is coming to sit on top of your sun. It's a great time for manifesting what you want, but okay. it'll only give you back what you put in, but it's concrete results. Whatever you put in, you'll get concrete results back with Saturn sitting on your sun. Okay, great. I'm, I'm hearing that. Put the work in. Look, don't be surprised if your energy is a bit lower as well at that time. It will pass. And then I've also got Saturn moving along and it's going to come along and sit on top of your Venus. So Venus is about money, money and relationships. It doesn't hit there though up until February of 2023. I would say that that's when you seriously assess your finances around whether or not you're going to take this new path. Yeah. Right. Okay. It's certainly sparking off some conversations in my head about which area of the politics is it that I'm really passionate about? And some of them may not necessarily be financially strategic. It's more just about supporting a vulnerable part of the community. Obviously, because my parents are aging and me looking after them more, aged care has become a really passionate area of my life and what's happening in that sector. Just listening to what you're saying, there's little triggers going for me going, oh, is it about that? Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It is interesting that you say that because as you're talking, I'm seeing your birth chart come to life more and more because everything that you say and do is an expression of your birth chart. Now, the reason I'm saying I'm seeing your birth chart come to life at the moment and you're talking about aged care because you've actually got the planet of Saturn representing age next to the moon in your chart representing care. In the 11th house of your chart, which is about being a humanitarian. Mm. For me, I'm going, oh, that's fantastic that you're considering aged care because that is represented in your birth chart. And it is also connected to the parts of your chart that talk about money. In the birth chart, we've got the second house talks about your money, how you earn it, how you spend it. The eighth house is other people's money, as in your partner's money, or it's money as in debt like mortgage, any kind of credit card debt, you might have other people's money, you've borrowed it and you've got to pay it back or tax money, for example. But the second house is your money. You've got cancer for the second house and that's ruled by the moon. You've got Capricorn in the eighth house and that's ruled by Saturn. And these two energies come together for you. You earning money and other people's money, how they spend it, how they earn it as represented through the lens of your life. Mm -hmm. These two areas come together in aged care for you. Oh, wow. So it's quite interesting. So aged care would be really nice for you. It would be. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> I can hear your brain ticking over. <laughs> I know. And it's not clear. Otherwise I'd be obviously sharing that with you, but yeah, it sparks um, a passionate, I feel like I need to get out there and get my placard ready and Although that's not my style, but because I'm an Aquarius, of course, we have to do it differently than that. More about clever marketing. But yeah, yeah. Mm, okay. Look, that particular placement is also getting activated by your progressed Venus. We talked about your sun progressing through your birth chart. You also have your Venus that progresses through your birth chart. That comes up to sit on top of your Saturn for a couple of years, so 2023 to 2024. Remind me about Saturn again. 
Saturn will help you manifest whatever work you put in. Saturn will give you back only what you put in and nothing okay, more. Yeah. But it's the best planet for manifestation. If you want to create something, you want Saturn around because it will help you bring it into reality. Saturn gets a bad rap in astrology, but I'm personally a big fan of Saturn because it does create what you want. If you put the work in, it'll give it back to you. It will reward okay. you. Just it's hard. It's hard reward. It's hard work. It's hard reward. Yeah. But that's coming up. So your progressive Venus is going to be activating your Saturn. And that's going to be for a couple of years between 2023 and 2024. It's a great time for bringing beauty to that area. Because Venus is about beauty. So you're kind of beautifying that area. Okay. But Venus is also about money and Saturn is about restriction. So that period of time can also be more challenging for you around money as well. Because Venus is about money. I did talk to you about Saturn sitting on top of your Venus in February 2023. That's kind of the beginning of this period. So you'll assess your finances around whether or not this is possible. And then for the next couple of years, finances might be a bit more restrictive to what you're used to. You might have to work a bit harder for the money. I want to break out the song at this point. <laughs> she works hard for the money. <laughs> so hot. I do, I think, in song. So, <laughs> okay. Why not? All right. That's uh, next year. So I can see that the hard work goes in. Then I make the decision, is this actually going to be worth it financially? Mm. And it either is, and I have to knuckle down, push through or change. Yeah. And the thing is, like with Progress Venus coming to sit on top of your Saturn, that's going to happen no matter what decision you make. There's going to be a bit of a financial restriction for a couple of years there, or you just need to make a bit more of an effort to earn the money as such. Just be prepared that there's some more challenges around that area for you. It will pass. This is the thing. It'll always pass. But put the hard work in. Put the hard work in to be rewarded. I think globally, there's a bit of a trend around that anyway, with what's going on in the world. I just sort of feel like, yeah, I think... Our dollar isn't going to go as far as it has been going and stuff like that. Yeah. Maybe more so for me. <laughs> Maybe. But you know what? <laughs> You're being forewarned so you can prepare for it. Yeah, it's true. Squirrel away. <laughs> <laughs> Saturn just wants you to put the hard work in and it will reward you for the work that you put in. Okay. Thank you, Saturn. <laughs> we can all thank Saturn. Saturn's helped me lose 16 kilos. I'm a big fan of Saturn. Wow. Yeah. Go you. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. I have Saturn moving through the sixth part of my chart, which is around health and diet. So Saturn has helped me shift that energy. I've had to put the hard work in. And as a result yes. of that, I've shifted 16 kilos. Have I got anything in my sixth chart around <laughs> that? You have Neptune there. It can be difficult for you to get health matters diagnosed. Have you found that, that it can be difficult to get a diagnosis? Yes, but that's partly my own fault. Okay. In what way? Well, because I feel like I'm very in tune with my own body and that getting me to a doctor is very difficult because I ask so many questions that most doctors go, why don't you just take the pills? Like we subscribe it. We tell you to take the pills, but no, no, you've got to ask us a thousand questions and then you want to know, is there another alternative and all that sort of stuff. I'm often um, that, and I'm the researcher and all that sort of stuff. You've got to get me to the doctor first, or they'll say, go to a physio, and I go, no, I don't think so. So, yeah. There is that challenge around 
getting a diagnosis and that like that Neptune placement is in your sixth house in your birth chart. So that's just something that will come up for you throughout your life that it can be difficult getting a diagnosis. But you being questioning, that's that Gemini rising, Gemini ascendant. It just makes you a questioning person. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that from doctors going, you always ask so many questions. Yeah. They go, oh, I'm like, of course I am. I'm, it's my health. But then I've realized that there are a number of people like my mother who just has always said yes, but I've always thought that was generational. You know, the doctor told me I should do this, so I'm going to do it. I'm like, well, how does the doctor know? You only got to see him for 10 minutes. What is your body telling you? Yeah. We know our own bodies better than anyone. We just need them to hear us. Exactly. You've got to yeah. listen to your body. Yes. I'm always saying that to people. Listen. So they say, I'm so tired. I go, go and have a lie down. Listen to your body. If it's craving something, listen to it. What is it about that item that it's craving? Yeah. What's the message it's telling you? Yeah. So my chart in that area is just saying to me, it's hard for me to get a diagnosis. All right. It is. But I would also say the areas in which you can have health issues is funnily enough, it's around your feet because Neptune rules the feet. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Plantar fasciitis and all that stuff. Yes, definitely. Neptune's also in the sign of Sagittarius, which is about the hips, butt and thighs. Yeah. Hips. Yep. Just had a jab of cortisone or whatever it is in there. Yeah. And feet, of course, self-diagnosed. Had to diagnose it myself. Too many <laughs> people not, you know, coming up with crazy ideas. I was like, no, it's not that. <laughs> there you go. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'll just wrap up that question for you around changing careers and focusing on a new direction. You've got what's called the North Node, which is all about your soul's purpose in this lifetime. It's in the part of your chart that's asking you to stretch yourself more and to be more public, not hide away behind the scenes of the stylist as such, but being more mm-hmm. public. And it mm. is a stretch for you because I think you like being hidden away in, in some way that you like the comfort of being at home sort of thing. And this is... Oh, I love home. Yeah. It's asking you to branch out and be more public in what you do. Yeah, that's interesting because I think the last two years being forced to stay at home and then creating a beautiful nest and then you go, well, why would I want to leave here? Mm. But then, of course, everything I do is about being with other people. It is. I love people. I'm fascinated by them and being around them and then having my own space as well. It's both ends of the spectrum for me. Yeah, but you know what it is? You having your own space, that's the Aquarius thing because you you need your own space because you're an individual. You want things to be your way. But in your chart, next to your sun in Aquarius is Venus, which is all about other people. You have a real focus on people. You care about those relationships. They're a key part of your identity, but you also need Mm. to be separate from them. It's like a detachment from the relationships. And is that part of, yeah, is that part of my birth chart? Yes. Oh, that's so interesting. Absolutely. That is really fascinating. And then I think, isn't that true of everybody though? But then perhaps it's not. Yeah. Because some people don't like any people. Yeah, I know. But for you, it's because you've got your sun in Aquarius conjuncting Venus. That's what creates that really? energy. And that's how it manifests for you could manifest differently for mm. someone else. It can actually make you a real genius with money, by the way, that same placement. Really? Yeah. I do like to think I'm a bit savvy in that area. There you go. <laughs> and I would agree with you. Of course you would, because the chart. Yeah, I can see it. <laughs> the one that I don't understand, but I do think the colours are very beautiful. Yeah, I know. They, they do have lovely colours, don't they? Well, I like that. All right. Okay. That's very interesting. I very much value my own time and space. It's almost like the energy bunny. 
But the people who know me think that I'm constantly on and with people and doing all that stuff, but they miss the retreat where I'm re-energizing. Yeah, absolutely. Let's move on to your second question. How will you best create this future to align with your life's purpose? And what is that purpose? We've kind of covered off some of the things that I'm going to talk about now. Some of these things will be similar. Are you being born with the sun in Aquarius? The sun talks about your life purpose. Being in the sign of Aquarius, this is about you being a humanitarian. When I said that you're now stepping into more into yourself, mm. I think you are ready to step into that life purpose, that progressed sun moving into the 11th house, supporting that natal sun in Aquarius. It just backs up that energy. I think your life purpose is about being that humanitarian. It's the sun in Aquarius and it's the progressed sun in the 11th house as well. It's just backing up the same theme. Mm. Really nice. Yeah. And then that sun in Aquarius also sitting right next to Venus. That talks about having unusual relationships, so relationships where there's a detachment, which we've talked about a little bit before, but it's also about a relationship with community because Aquarius is about community, but Venus is relationship. So your focus, your purpose is around having a relationship with community and with your progressed mm. sun moving into the 11th house, which it did in December of 2021. You are moving into a, a long-term phase of about 30 years where your focus is on community. You care more about that. Like that becomes more important for you. Great. Till I'm 80. How wonderful is that? It's a good way to be. Yeah, it's a great way to be. Yeah. I'd much prefer that than the other. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> mm. And then we talked about your North Node being up there in the 10th house, which is all about that public profile. For you to meet your soul's purpose in this lifetime, I think it does involve you to be more public. It's actually one of the reasons why I've been concerned about going into the whole politics world is that public profile and losing some of the privacy. And I see that firsthand with people that they can't do anything. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. So in our birth chart, we have placements called the South Node and the North Node. The South Node talks about what we in theory bring in from a past life, it's stuff that we're very, very, very comfortable with. We just know how to do it. We don't need to worry about anything. It's just natural to us. It's where we like to be. We're very comfortable. For you, that's in the part of your chart that represents your home. That's where you like to be. The challenge for you in this lifetime is moving across to the North Node because that's your journey in this lifetime is to stretch out from what you know, what comes naturally to you and broaden your horizons and move into new territory. And that's your North Node, and that's sitting right up at the top of your chart in the part of your chart that talks about being more public, having that public profile. That's your challenge and making that yeah. sacrifice because it's in the sign of Pisces. So it is about making that sacrifice to be more public, and it is doing more public work and making daily sacrifices around doing more public work. So that's the challenge for you. Whether or not you choose to accept it, that's over to you, but that's yeah. certainly what's coming through in your birth chart, that that's the challenge for you in this lifetime to achieve what you want to achieve. Yeah. Yeah. And hoping Saturn does its job. Yeah. Well, if you do your job, Saturn will do its job. That's the thing. Okay. Yeah. So don't expect Saturn just to do its thing because Saturn will kick your butt in if you don't do the job. That's the thing. Yeah. You don't want the, the bad side of Saturn just to let you know. Right. And that's, that's why it gets a bad rap sometimes. I yes. can sense that bit. Yes. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So you put the work in and you'll get back. Like I said, Saturn moving through my sixth house has helped me address my health and diet and I've lost 16 kilos because I put the work in. Therefore, I was rewarded for it. So that's yeah, the Saturn great. energy. You've got to put the work in. Okay. Congratulations, by the way. 
Thank you. I'm almost the same weight I was when I was 21 years old. I'm like two kilos wow. off. Uh, just, it's just amazing because I know how hard that is. So yeah. well done. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, and I was also going to say as well, so sun in Aquarius, sun is life purpose and Aquarius is about all things unusual or unique. So there is something unusual about your purpose. There's something that is unique about what it is that you have to offer. And that's being demonstrated through your sun in Aquarius. Is, it, is okay. that hitting on something for you? I guess I've always thought, what is my actual purpose? And I'm sure it's a question that many people have though. Yeah. But I've never been able to put it in a box and put a label on it. And I've done all sorts of different things and I wear many different hats, but I've been described as a polymath and people have always tried to put a description on it. Well, you've got so many different things going on. We can't call you a fashion stylist. That one really didn't sit with me for a long time because I'd go, oh, I'm not just about putting on pretty outfits. And they go, no, it's so much more than that, but you've got to give other people a box for you and stuff like that. So being able to say, what is my life purpose? Going, it is this in a sentence has always been difficult for me to articulate. Difficult for anyone, which is why so many people, when, you know, I do give them an astrology reading, they ask me, what is their purpose? It's one of the most common questions that I have. But as yes. for putting you in a box, as an Aquarius, you can't be put in a box. Yeah. Which is nice. I like that. Yeah. But yeah, purpose as well can be a lot more subtle than what we realize. Like from what I can see astrologically, I often give readings of people and they're talking all about this thing that they really want to do in their life and their past experience, what happened to them as a child. And that has then led them to want to do this thing as an adult, but they're not doing it. They're not stepping into it. And the thing that they're talking about that they really want to do because of their childhood experiences is actually their purpose. They've just got to be willing to step into it. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. I would say as well with that son of yours being life purpose in the sign of Aquarius and it's sitting right next to your Venus, this to me says that you are here to make things more beautiful in your own unique way. And you've done that as a stylist and I think you would do mm. that as a politician, which is why mm. it's quite interesting that the same energy would apply to these two completely different professions. I find that very interesting as an astrologer. But how you make these things beautiful, that energy can change over time. So shifting from a stylist-focused type of beauty to a community-focused beauty, that is what I can certainly see playing out for you. Oh, I really love that. It's really resonated. And again, another reason why I felt very vulnerable saying the word politics and myself in the same sentence because when we picture a politician, there's a certain sort of, you know, look and feel about them. And it's not a look and feel that I feel that is representative of me. But when you put it like that, I go, yes, exactly. That resonates more. Approachable, empathetic. Yeah. And doing things your way as an Aquarius. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And not trying to fit some mold that already exists of what a politician is supposed to be, looks like, but being, yeah. Okay. Nice. Yeah. And just keep in mind as an Aquarius, you're not going to fit the mold. You're probably not yeah. going to fit the mold anywhere. So don't try and fit it. Mm. Just be who you are and make things beautiful in your own unique way. Because mm. that's a key part of your purpose in this lifetime. It's quite a, it's quite a subtle thing. But that's yeah. what I can see astrologically. Yeah, that's right. And that doesn't have a label in it, what you've just said. It's sort of just a, more of a description. 
Yeah, I love that. That really resonates. Oh, thanks. That was a lovely gift. Thanks, Pam. <laughs> no problem. All right. We'll move on to your third question. You've got multiple income streams. And while it's been good financially yeah. to have income diversity, especially during the pandemic, it's meant that you don't master or focus on any one key area. Are you better focusing on one area to master or continue with the diversity approach for the future? This comes back to, so a couple of things, one being your focus is shifting because of how your progressed son has moved into the 11th house. It's moved from the 10th house to the 11th house. Your focus is shifting. Will you continue to want to have a diverse approach? You might, but your focus will be different within that context. And the thing is as well, with your Venus being in the sign of Aquarius, money's always going to be irregular and erratic. Money coming from here, money coming from over here, money going out over here, whatever it might be, that's the energy that you live with. Mm. work with it. Don't okay. fight it. Just because it's maybe abnormal because it's not your standard weekly salary or whatever it might be. Yeah. You've got Venus in Aquarius. Your money isn't supposed to be regular or consistent or anything. It's meant to be a bit all over the shop. Right. Yeah. And it always has been. Yeah. So you look at the energy of how has money played out for you. It's been all over the shop all the time. That's mm. your normal. That's what's normal for you. So again, don't try and fit the mold. Okay. Even if you choose to go down the path of politics, your money would still be irregular and erratic because that's the energy in your birth chart. It might be money that you try to raise to get a particular project over the line, for example, spits and spats mm -hmm. sort of thing around getting that money. So there's mm. a real irregularity around your money. Okay, great. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah, different things have cropped up there. So I'm 1% of the population, a woman who owns industrial property, for example. Yep. And I'm like, well, why on earth are we not getting into this space? So that's just one income stream that I have, for example, which is most people would never fit that to a fashion stylist. No, not at all. But very Aquarian, investing in something that's a bit different. Yeah, yeah. And then I always think about what I want to wear when I go out to see the factories and stuff, you know. <laughs> Hey, these things are important. Sounds ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be the chick in the high biz. Just a ridiculous thing to say, but it's just one of the many hats that I have that it's unexpected and not mm -hmm. something that I usually talk about unless I'm in that world. Airbnb properties, head tutor for styling students, which I absolutely love. Yep. Because I'm forwarding on knowledge to students here and over in Europe and especially the UK. Mm-hmm hosting events, TV events, just so many different income streams. Sometimes I wonder what on earth I've done all day, but it could be looking after an Airbnb property, checking out the industrial property, looking after the students, organizing the event for a TV event. It's very, very strange, but it, it's obviously, because I've thought about that a lot, not necessarily from an astrological point of view, but when I go, oh, it's sort of chaos, but then I've created it. So I must like it. Like, oh, I must like this because it's sort of chaotic. Aquarius is the sign that represents chaos. <laughs> really? And all things that are strange. Yeah. Yeah. Unexpected. Yeah. And chaos to me is not drama. So I don't like drama, unnecessary drama, but the chaos is sort of like the bouncing from different hats and being different roles. Variety. Yeah, that's it. Variety. But then I have to retreat. So I might create an event. I've created an event that's coming up in the next couple of weeks. 
and everyone goes, oh my God, that's just so typical Trish. She's created a van out of nothing just so I can get community together and make people feel really connected again. Cause I, I feel like a lot of us have missed out on that feeling connected face to face, Yeah, not another Zoom drinks thing, Yeah, but actually face to face and being able to touch and feel people again. But then I'll retreat again back into my beautiful space. Yeah. It comes through astrologically yeah. that when you retreat, it's about coming back down to earth, sort of stabilizing yourself. Yes. It's almost like grounding. Yeah. That's why I'm regularly in bare feet. And I was going to say around the events, how we talked about your progressed son moving into the 11th house. We talked about that being about communities and you being a humanitarian. It is also about events because it's about groups. It's groups of people. So don't be surprised if you're doing many more events in the future. Mm. You just may be doing it from a political perspective. That's all. Right. Yeah. And if I think about it like that and not put on the politics hat, the hat that doesn't belong on my head in the respect that I think they look like, if I look at it like, no, I'm just bringing communities together, then it fits really nicely for me. Yeah. But if I go, no, no, I've got to go and put on that stuffy old jacket. And like when I, I, I grew up in Canberra. So when okay. I see those signs in, uh, I actually used to work at Parliament House right. as one of many jobs, but in the members only dining area, when I did a hospitality degree, okay, <laughs> which is an area that I've never worked in, but studied in it. Mm-hmm. So I got to see the behind the scenes and underneath Parliament House and all the sort of secret squirrel areas, not all of them, but a, a lot of them. Back in the days when terrorism wasn't a real thing here in Australia, and I used to just be appalled at the way they would treat each other and talk to each other. And still today, you know, it's go, oh, but there's a, there is a shift going on there as well that I see that and go, hmm, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's interesting you've been exposed to that life already because it's kind of like there was a seed planted back then that maybe that's got something to do with what you're considering now. Yeah. And I don't think it was a seed that I even realized. And then recently I took a family member to Parliament House just for a quick whip around. And as I was walking around going, oh, this is such an important place for all of Australians. It's so important. It never had it for me when I was going there, working there, but I realized what gravitas it has being there because it's your house. It's yours. It's every Australian's. I think if I was to look back astrologically, if I had the dates around when you were there, I reckon we'd be seeing something going on in your birth chart that aligns with what's going on for you now. I bet you there would be. Mm, Okay. I was there studying in my very early 20s. So I was sort of working around then. So what's that? Gosh, 30 odd years ago. Oh, 30 odd years ago. Okay. So that would have been... So when you said 19, yeah, about that same sort of time. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting because the part of your chart that represents career and profession was being triggered very strongly at that time. I would not be surprised if you being in that political space when you're about 19 has ultimately planted the seed for what is now starting to grow within you to become more of a focus. That's very interesting. I wouldn't be surprised at all if you go into politics at all. Really? Mm. It it seems ridiculous because the other part of me goes, but I'm 52. Imagine starting a new career at that age. Hey, I'm 47 and I've jumped ship to move into astrology full time. Well, yeah. Why not? And it's funny because when you say it, I go, well, of course. You've done your 10,000 hours. Like, you, Of course you should be. Yeah. 
you know, you couldn't do it back then because you were just the new kid on the block. Yeah, that's right. And I had other skills to develop. I had my instruction design skill set to develop that then feeds into how I deliver astrology. Yeah. It all matters. Like there are no accidents. That's my belief. There are no accidents. So I think mm. you being exposed to politics at a young age, there are no accidents around that. Right. If it's 19, that absolutely aligns beautifully with what I can see astrologically for you. Yeah, it was. It was around then. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Mm, very exciting. So for you, it's about creating beautiful communities. That's your focus, I believe, from what I can see astrologically. So whatever you do is associated with making things more beautiful. Currently, it's around making people more beautiful as a stylist within sort of entertainment and media environments. But you are still about making things beautiful in your own unique way. And that's shifting into a more community-focused area. But that's mm. still your it's still your focus is about making things beautiful in your own unique way. Mm, that, that, that's really, that's really special. Yeah. I'm going to get the podcast, chop that little bit out and write it down. What okay. exactly what you just said. That's how much it has weight for me. That's so beautiful. Fantastic. Thank you. I'm pleased to hear that. So cool. <laughs> I think that's even my mantra now for 2022. Okay. Wow. How's that? I'm just saying what I can see in your birth chart. Yeah. That thing that you're looking at, that bit of paper with all those weird squiggles Fantastic. on the page, that's what I'm getting out of it. Great. That is so great. Thank you. Wow. That's really, really cool. Yeah. So we've talked about some money for you. Yes, it's always going to be erratic. I think you'll go through a period of a couple of years where finances are a bit more restrictive or you need to work a bit harder for them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In regards to direction around, should you focus on one area to master or continue with the diversity approach for the future? I think you'll always need variety, but your focus is shifting. Okay. If that makes sense. It does. It makes a lot of sense. And it makes a lot of sense why it was even a question for me in the first place. Yeah. Because the shift has started and I'm like, wait, is part of my shift meaning I need to throw all this up in the air and get more streamlined or whatever it is? And the answer is no, just note that there is a shift. So that will also affect all the different income streams, but just to go with it, as I always have. You're just going through a transition period at the moment, but it's a really major one. Mm. You will look back at this time in your life and you'll go, oh, that's when everything changed. Right. Okay. You may not realize it in the moment because that's progressions. You don't necessarily realize you're entering into a whole new phase in your life. It's when you look back on your life, you go, oh, that's when that happened. And you talked about, oh, you're in Canberra working in that political environment when you're about 19. It's like, yeah, because your, your progressed son was conjuncting your heaven. That's what it was astrologically. And that's how it played out mm. for you in reality. And my way of understanding that is a bit like in March 2020, if you'd said to me or to anybody on the planet, you're about to go through this massive transition, we would have gone, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sure. Yeah. But then two years later, 2022, we'll go, you know how I said to you, we're going to go through this, mate. Do you know what I'm talking about? Now you go, yeah, yeah. Hell yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. It was crazy. <laughs> So yeah, I can understand that bit. Yeah. Okay. Good. Mm. We're just going to recap a few things around changing your career. Should you focus on a new direction in particular politics or just amp up the world that you're in? Just reinforcing that your focus is changing and that there is a complete transformation going on around your career. 
in regards to your life purpose. For you, it's about creating a beautiful society, a beautiful community. And it's about making your own individual mark on other people. And it's also about moving out of your comfort zone and being more public in your service, as uncomfortable as that might be. And in regards to, you know, money, income streams and your direction, there'll always be an erratic income, whether or not you're focused on one thing and reinforcing that your focus is changing. It's shifting right now. You're right in the middle of it. Yeehaw. Okay. Hopefully you got a lot of value out of it and hopefully our listeners got a lot of value out of it as well and can identify with certain things in their life as well. I hope so too. I hope they got their own little mantra like I just did. (laughs) Well, it's sitting in their birth chart if they don't have it yet. It's sitting there waiting for them to find. They know who can read it for them. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And actually on that note, was this what you were expecting from an astrology reading today, by the way, or is it a bit different to what you were expecting? Um, Different, but I actually don't know what it was that I was expecting. But in typical mind, um, intrigued mind, it's like, no, no, I need to know what this is all about. So I don't know what I was really expecting, but a a lot of it resonated. Great. A lot of it resonated. And it's actually, it's both very specific in what you talk about, like this is the age and this is what's going on for you. And yet it's also very high level because it's not like, this is what happened. You know, you're not sort of saying this moment in time because it's obviously, it's not a day in a minute. It's sort of like an expansive period of time that you may have felt a change or a shift or something happen or some sort of focus. And yeah, what I really liked about it was you talked about the past as well as the future, as well as also what's happening now. Yeah, fantastic. People often think that horoscopes is astrology and it's not. So horoscopes is a branch of astrology. It's also known as media astrology. It's not what I do. So I do the real astrology and I also have my own take on astrology. And I was going to say to you as well, funnily enough, Aquarius rules astrology. So I'm not at all surprised that you were keen and open to participating in this podcast recording because you were literally born with the sun in Aquarius and Aquarius ruling astrology. Right. Now, it's interesting you say that as well, because one of my party tricks used to be in the days when we would get newspapers and magazines in in our hands, I'd say to people, oh, I'm up to the newspaper part where it's got your star signs. What's your star sign? And they'd say to me, oh, it's Capricorn. And then I'd go and read out a different one. Like I'd go and read out Taurus and they'd go, oh, that is so me. And I'd laugh and go, well, it's, I just read out a completely different one. (laughs) that's quite appropriate because they are, they're just little stories. I personally don't buy into horoscopes and I don't really read newspaper horoscopes as such. Like I read, if I read horoscopes, they're usually very specialized. But in saying that, we're told to read our star sign. So for you being Aquarius, being your sun sign, it's actually your ascendant sign that you should be reading. So you actually are reading the wrong sign right from the word go. So you picking Taurus for someone who was a Capricorn or whatever it might have been, might have actually been there funnily yeah. enough, their ascendant sign. So you might have actually read out the right sign for them accidentally because it's not necessarily the sun sign that oh. we should be reading. It's the ascendant sign. For you is Gemini. If ever you read horoscopes, I would suggest yes. you read Gemini as opposed to Aquarius. That's interesting. And is ascendant sign and the rising, your rising sign, same thing? Same thing. The rising sign is the sign being Gemini. The ascendant is the rising sign being Gemini plus the degree, which for you is 14 degrees, which is about halfway through the sign of Gemini. 
Mm. So I say okay. ascendant, but, you know, rising, same idea. Got it. Yeah. Oh, I will. Well, not that I read the newspaper star signs anyway, but I appreciate the difference between the star signs in a newspaper and a astrological birth chart yes. based on my exact where I was born, what time I was born, where all the planets were at that precise time and now how that is affecting me every time the planets move around, yep. our beautiful sun. And you can't get that in a horoscope in a newspaper. Of course not. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. It's a bit like when people say to me, what body shape am I? You know, which out of these five body shapes am I? I go, do you think there are five body shapes <laughs> walking around the whole planet? It's a bit like, do you think there are 12 star signs that we all fit into? Well, clearly not. Because as you said, you've got to have the time and place you're born because you're working out where all the planets were. It's so individual to you. It's so specific yeah. to you. And my challenge is how do I create something that is so specific to you but make it generic enough for everyone else to understand and follow. And I'm trying to do that through this podcast, through the concept of the stars right. behind the stars, making a different offering to the public, to horoscopes, to demonstrate that there is more going on with astrology than just the horoscopes that you read in the newspaper mm. or, or on a website. They all yeah. serve a purpose. They can be quite fun, but there's yeah. a technique for reading them. Like there is a technique for reading a birth chart. And also with reading a birth chart, I bring my own perspective to the table. You could have an astrology reading with someone else looking at the exact same chart and they will see different things as in they'll focus on different things. You could ask different questions on that day and completely mm. different information will come out. I've been practicing astrology for 20 years and I still pick up on new things about my own birth chart. It's the same wow. birth chart, but I see things differently all the time. Okay. Yeah. And just on that, because you kindly sent me my birth chart and you said, You've prefaced it with, you're not going to understand this, but just have it. Is there anything there that you see that didn't relate to the questions that I asked that you think is important for me that you go, wait, I just think you should also know this or the information has been funneled based on the questions? I could keep reading your birth chart for the next few hours and still not cover everything off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. There's so much information and I could give you a new reading in a year's time and pick up on completely different things. There's oh, okay. so much information okay. in there. There really is. I can see things like, you know, your upbringing was probably quite erratic. That's what sort of conditioned you to have a very erratic adult life. Really? I can see you being, I can see you doing creative writing, being quite creative and flamboyant with your choice of words. I can see you being really creative, really resourceful in your creativity. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. You can be a very creative person, but you're very resourceful in the way that you're creative. Okay. I can see you marrying for love. Anything less yeah. than love just wouldn't cut it for you. I can see daily life being really intense. There's lots and lots of things to see in there. You can have friends that really anger you, actually. <laughs> There's another thing. Frustrate, yes, maybe. Sometimes. You hold it back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's lots of things in there. Because there's so much information in a birth chart, the questions yeah. I get from you help me focus on what right. I should be looking at to give you understand. the answers to the questions that are on your mind. But it also helps yeah. me learn more about you as a person and it also helps me see and hear about how the energies manifest for you in your life because all these symbols on the page do manifest as real-world experiences. 
experiences, events, mm. interactions, communication, people, what have you. It all manifests mm. as real world things. It's like that Saturn energy that manifests. It's real world stuff. Mm. It's all in the birth chart. And the other thing too is, had you perhaps asked me those questions in a week's time or three months time, there would be different questions. I mean, if you'd asked me to ask three questions, it's just what is really relevant at the time that I go, well, actually, this is stuff I really want to know. Yeah. But let's just say something really significant happened to a loved one. Then all of a sudden it might all shift where I go, these are three completely different questions. Oh, thank you so much, Penny. You've been listening to The Stars Behind the Stars, which is the show that uses celebrity stories to demonstrate the real-world manifestation of the astrology energy. Subscribe to The Stars Behind the Stars in your podcast app to make sure you don't miss an episode.